The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus told his disciples a parable about the necessity for them to pray always without becoming weary. He said, There was a judge in a certain town who neither feared God nor respected any human being. And a widow in that town used to come to him and say, Render a just decision for me against my adversary. For a long time the judge was unwilling, but eventually he thought, While it is true I neither fear God nor respect any human being, because this widow keeps bothering me, I shall deliver a just decision for her, lest she finally come and strike me. The Lord said, Pay attention to what the dishonest judge says. Will not God then secure the rights of his chosen ones who call out to him day and night? Will he be slow to answer them? I tell you, he will see to it that justice is done for them speedily. But when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on earth? The Gospel of the Lord. Praise Praise to you. Today we hear about intercession in both the first reading as well as in the gospel. And I'd like to go over five different factors that might affect the, affect the effectiveness of intercession. Now, what is intercession? Well, there's different forms of prayer. And one of the prayers that we pray, ways that we pray, and most, I'd probably say most often or it comes most naturally, is that we pray for other people. You know, you do this at the end of uh, maybe when you say night prayers. You think about people in your family or those that you know that need God's help. And you maybe name them out by name and you intercede for them. Well, that is, uh, that's called intercession. You intercede for other people. You also intercede sometimes asking for things for yourself. And there are different, um, God wants to answer these, but there are sometimes uh, good reasons why he might not answer right away. And part of that is because it's more than just answering every single time that we ask for something. It's also sometimes the way that we ask, right? So there's five factors that I'd like to go over. First is relationship. Uh, When we ask for something, relationship matters. If we have a complete stranger come to us and say, hey, hey, can I borrow $100? You'd be like, who is this person? Right? Uh, why, why am I, I, I'm not, you know, how am I going to be able to borrow you $100 or how am I going to be able to help you out? However, if may, maybe a family member would be even less inclined, but, uh, but if a family member comes to you, you, you've got a little bit more of a relationship there, right? You're willing to help them. There's a relationship there, and so there's an ability to communicate and to be able to ask for something and to be able to respond in an effective way. And so we see this happening with relationship, and we see that within the relationship with God is that holy people, it seems like their prayers are answered more often. We think about, again, Mother Teresa, one of the greatest, uh, St. Padre Pio was kind of a modern interceder, where we see many things that he, uh, people asked him to pray for, happened. One of the great uh, saints of the United States that similarly was true was St. Francis or uh, Solanus Casey, uh, uh, blessed Solanus Casey. I don't think he's saint yet. Anyways, uh, he's, he, uh, 
He has a connection with Wisconsin as well, so he's awesome. But he's from Michigan, uh, or he, he spent his time in Michigan, and he was a porter, and people would come to him, and they would ask him for things. They would say, please pray for my mom. Please pray for my child. And what he did is he guided them through and said, let's thank God even before it already happens. That was his big thing. Thank God for answering our prayers because we know that he hears and answers our prayers. And when people came to him, prayers were answered, right? They would pray by themselves, but, but they weren't heard. But, but why this specific man? It wasn't because God wanted to listen to him more. It was because there was a relationship there. And so when St. France or St. Uh, so when Blessed Solanus Casey interceded, he knew how to talk to God. He had that strong relationship. And so he was able to do that from a relational way. And we see that that happens. We also see this within the military, right? If, uh, if just a random sailor asks the XO something or says, hey, we should get Friday off because da-da-da, it, it doesn't. But if the XO makes an argument to the CO that, hey, we should have Friday afternoon off, this Friday afternoon off. Well, there's a relationship there. There's a relationship of kind of engagement as well. And so intercession does have to do with relationship. That holiness does affect the effectiveness of our intercession. But that's only one factor. So it's not as though if you're not super holy that you can't intercede for anybody. It is one factor that affects intercession. The second factor I'd like to say is proximity. So this is, again, if, I, um, if I'm far away from somebody and I ask them in a quiet voice, hey, can you help me pick this up? Well, they maybe aren't going to be able to hear me. They aren't going to be able to help if they're far away. If I, if I call my my uh, brother, who's in the United States, and I ask him to help me here, well, he can't help me here. You know, he can't help me move something. But if I ask one of you, right, you can. There's a proximity aspect as well to this help in intercession. And where we see this most often come in proximity is with the saints. The saints, we believe, are in heaven. And that they're with God already. And that they are close by to be able to intercede to be able to be right there with God and to be able to kind of nudge him and to, to be right there. Of course, the one who's closest in proximity is Mary, our mother. And so when we talk with Mary, our mother, she is able to intercede on behalf of us because of her proximity, her closeness, and also her relationship. Okay, so we've got that. Third, I'd like to say is genuineness. There's kind of a, a pity aspect as well, right? If we ask for something and we do it in an ingenuous way, then it's not as heard as much. Parents know how to do this, right? Kids, kids might ask for something and you're like, well, they don't really need it, right? Oh, I'm hurting. Well, are you really hurt? Do you really need a Band-Aid? Do you really need my help? Uh, but there's a difference when it is genuine. There's a, a genuineness, a real need, a pity almost that happens with intercession that, again, has a factor, is one of the factors of how intercession is heard. Third is the process or method. Now, intercession isn't a method or a process in the sense that if I say the exact right prayer, then God will hear me, right? 
It's sometimes the idea of like, well, if I say the right prayer on the right day, the full moon, then, then God will hear me. It's kind of a spell type idea. No, that's not the way that intercession works. That's not the way that God works with prayer. But there is an aspect of method or process. And I would kind of, again, give the example of military within the chain of command. When you jump the chain of command, there might be some problems. But if you work the chain of command, you can be heard in a, in a specific way. Now, again, sometimes that needs to be, there, there's different, again, situations which might be different methods and different processes. One of the most important processes or methods that we as Catholics acknowledge that is one of the most powerful ways to intercede is right here at the Mass. That we actually know that the, the process, the method of the Mass is that this is actually the highest form of prayer, the most perfect prayer because it's united to Jesus Christ, life, death, and resurrection to his intercession for us, his mediation to us. And so when we unite our prayer to the mass, that is actually the most perfect, objectively, objective prayer. And so we should bring those prayers that we want to intercede on behalf of people here to this mass and unite them to the prayers of the church and the prayers of Jesus Christ. Now, within that, there's also specifically what's called where the Mass is offered for something specific, where you can actually ask the priest to offer his intention for something. This is often done for the dead, for the repose of the souls of individuals. Um, and, And so the priest will do that. Now, in a normal parish, you would offer a small stipend which is basically your unification to the prayer as a whole. Here, we don't take any money. uh, And so you can just contact me about saying, hey, to pray pray for someone specifically. Can you offer a mass for this intention? Now, again, it should be unified to your prayers as well. But there is a great significance that the church recognizes and that God recognizes within the method and the process of having the priest specifically offer within that. Now, Uh, Within that, uh, one of the interesting kind of intercessions that's actually obligatory for the church is that the pastor is obligated to offer one of the Sunday masses for the people. So every single weekend, I have to offer at least one of the Sunday masses for all of you. And that's actually strictly required by canon law. Um, although we're not a specifically a parish, we're actually a chapel, so it's not specifically required actually for me for canon law, but Archbishop Brolio for the Archdiocese for Military Services actually requires me to do so. So we're kind of in a particular situation. But So every single weekend, I specifically intercede on behalf of for you here at this. And of course, I bring all those things that you've brought to me throughout the week, all those heavy hearts, all those you know, family problems, all those people that I know that are hurting, I bring them here and intercede on behalf of this. Now, I'd like to liturgically nerd out on you a little bit here because uh, I love, one of the aspects within Mass is that there is a specific, actually, motion where the priest intercedes. There's an Iran's position, which we hear about in the first reading today, where Moses is interceding on behalf of all the fighters who are down below. Moses could go down and fight along with him, but he knows that, again, there's many parts of the body. There are different roles that we have. And so Moses' role isn't to go down and fight with all the other soldiers, but his is to intercede on behalf and to pray to God and to be that conduit asking for God's help in the midst of it. And so we see that he actually opens up his prayers. And it says that when his hands are open and interceding, the, the war, the battle goes well. 
But once he gets tired and he lets down his hands, then it doesn't go so well. And so they actually uh, get him a chair and then they hold his hands. Are you guys going to do that for me too? That's kind of the servers, right? To help priests get so high, you know, we're interceding. Uh, Sam up here. Thankfully, it's not a, a long mass, so I, I can keep my hands open by myself. Uh, but specifically the church, and I, I want you to watch for this. When the priest, there are certain times when I have my hands which are specifically intended to be closed, and certain times when they're actually intended to be open in the Iran's position. Now, uh, Vatican II in the Old Missal, actually, this was the Iran's position. It was actually strictly required, uh, specifically like this. Uh, after Vatican II, it kind of just said hands open, which some priests have like, you know, a little, I, I normally keep my hands a little bit more. Some priests kind of put it out, uh, kind of reminding of the crucifix. You can kind of remind that, right? Interceding on behalf um, but the main intention, and actually we see images, uh, some of the earliest images of the Iran's position in Christian art is of Mary interceding on behalf of her children. And so we see Mary in an Iran's position like this, which we know is praying for, interceding for someone else. Okay, So when you see the priest in the Iran's position, you'll actually hear that at the beginning we, we had that. Let us pray. Right? We're all praying. But I'm going to actually, and when I talk to you, I have my hands closed. But then when I pray to God, I open up my hands and I intercede. And I pray on behalf of all of you that prayer. Okay? So you can see that uh, in that that process. And lastly, for intercession, which goes along with... uh, with the gospel today is annoyance, I would say. The fifth factor, which we hear from the gospel today in the parable, is annoyance. The, the persistence, maybe persistence is a better name, a better uh, word or a better factor of intercession. Jesus tells us that an unjust judge won't give a just, a, a just he, doesn't, he doesn't care, right? He doesn't fear anybody. But if you're annoying enough, he'll give you a just judgment just to get you off his back. Well, how much more does God want to give a just and a good response to our request? Well, we'd say so much more, right? So much more. He wants to do good things for us. However, sometimes he doesn't want to just give it to us because that's not what's best for us. He wants us to work for it, not in the sense, again, of wanting to see us work, but because part of the perseverance of prayer is so important for our holiness, so important for us as well in our changing of our hearts and of our prayer, that that perseverance and annoyance of, we, of us continuing to go back helps our holiness, helps our heart disposition, helps us so much that we need to continue to persevere. But to know that God hears us and that the perseverance is not in vain. And so let us be people of intercession. Let us listen to God's word, Jesus's words today, and let us, in a way, in a sense, storm heaven with our prayers. Let us not, uh, let us not despair in our prayers or intercession, but continue to go with him and acknowledge these five different factors that might affect the effectiveness of our intercession. But uh, let us continue to intercede always and, and never give up hope because our God is good. He wants to answer our prayers. He hears our prayers. But there's often more to the story than we, what we specifically hear. And so let us always remember that God uh, answers our prayers always, just not always in the way that we always want.